A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Goldstein. And I'm the little dance party of this podcast. Cute. I saw a cool, that reminds me of Gemini's big like disco ball energy to me. And I saw a very cool, like someone made a stained glass disco ball. Not like the actual shape, but it was like one that would hang in the window, but like a disco ball. And it was very beautiful. I believe they were called... Well, let me look it up so I can plug them and say, was it, even though it was ball sh- shaped, like still shaped yes. like, a, like a D ball. That's cool. Hang on. I'll send it. I'll send it. That's and cool. also House of Pale is the name of the artist. Um, wow. And now I'm sending you guys. Pale this. like lack of skin color. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, okay. House of Yeah. House of Pale. I'm texting it to the group so you can see it. But oh, wow. Um, it was like a beautiful disco ball oh my gosh that is pretty i feel like i've seen a lot of disco ball diy shoes a disco ball mirror there's Mm -hmm. there's planters are popular Mm -hmm. right now yeah Mm -hmm. 
like Beyonce's tour tour looks are very like reflective. We're seeing a lot of feels mm-hmm. very Gemini with mirror mirror sort of stuff. Well, oh, makes sense coming out of that long Mars retrograde, that long Mars and Gemini of people thinking of like I don't know of that being us being in that space. Oh, totally. Wait, this is very cool. Also, I mean, I'll link this in the things, but it's not a. It's like a, what? Yeah, like a stained glass of a disco thing. A two D. Yeah, it was like a two D disco ball, but mm-hmm. I'd never seen anything like it, and it was really beautiful. That's sick. Also, like while we're in stained glass territory and promoing, even this is not not a sponsored ad, but Ben's dot website. I think it's Ben's dot website. Also, very custom stained glass old friend from. Illinois days, but yeah, Ben's dot website at Instagram. If anyone else wants some fun stained glass things to to look at, just I mean, just gorgeous. Isn't Gemini like sharing Rex sort of season? <laughs> like un unasked for recommendations. I will be flying in Gemini time. Love it. Uh, I need to get my house in order. Like this is actually inspired. I mean, I need to order tiles for my balcony. Like I'm ready to get my hands in in the things Gemini season's always so fun I feel like this is the the I know it's probably technically cancer season but I feel like this is the real spring summer transition time mm-hmm. and it's also a heavy social calendar time and I don't know it seems fun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well it's I mean it should be like two I mean we've just come off such a just a very, I know we've talked a little bit on Patreon, but just uh, tour season, you know, it was one for the books, eclipses, Mercury retrograde, just a lot of, a lot of stuff. And this Gemini season looks relatively light, I, or I guess not as newsworthy as maybe the last sun sign season that we've had. So there's something also really shoulder drop kind of nervous system relaxing to be like oh and I don't know we can just sort of exist and live life and not I don't know we shouldn't we hopefully shouldn't feel like the doom or gloom of the astro weather but I mean I think it was hard to not notice I felt like everyone around me myself included was going a little wackadoo and now I feel like this Gemini season invites like the theme that I wrote down was like a lot of connection and intention which I think Gemini is just so good at saying what they want to do and then also inviting others or I don't know, speaking it out into how they want to be in, be in relationship with other people. So I think that this is um, a nice little come down (laughs) from, from maybe having our socks rocked a bit during this past Taurus time. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think we're just getting that, like, I mean, breath of fresh air kind of feeling it is, I feel like we've had a lot of, we're still going to, we're still going to have some, you know, water in there, but I feel like we had a very earth water heavy tourist season. I mean, the word that was coming to my mind was like soggy of that, like, I don't know, not, or like a heaviness in there with eclipses, with the retrograde, with the, you know, all of it. And I think that that's like not going to completely go away in Gemini season but I do think having that kind of air levity will be a nice change of pace even though we might also be that like I do feel a little PTSD of Gemini energy from all of that Mars I know it will be different 
in this in this season, but I am not exactly like stoked for more <laughs> for more Gemini. Yeah, we are all trying. I think all everyone had a little bit of trauma from Gemini Mars epic run. But there is something a little yes. leaving, like, don't but worry, it's not a Mars. It's just, yes, just yes. some other and things. I, I know it's not the same, and I do feel like this is, like, a quick, I mean, it's very, like, the 21st to the 21st. Like, we promise it's going to be, like, your normal scheduled programming in terms of this. But I think that there's some interesting, you know, I still think we have that interesting kind of fixed energy in the background because we have that shift you know, Mars moves into Leo right before the sun moves into Gemini. We also have um, Venus moving into Leo later in the month and kind of that preview later on. So I think that having that kind of boost um, from the Gemini energy will be nice. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have some of the outer planets turning retrograde as well. Um, And so, you know, those will kind of be fixed for lack of a better word it's not that they'll be in fixed signs they'll just be not exactly going yeah super forward or super fast or back because they they don't move super fast um it it almost i would say it almost feels like this is going to be actually our opportunity to kind of like talk about what's been going on i feel like we've been like the experience of it in in Taurus season and now gemini is a little bit more like like you said a heavy a heavy social time but also a time to kind of catch up and go like how was your thing how was this for you this is how it was for me and how that then can maybe change some of our perspectives on what we've gone through and how we're going to move forward um too i always find that those kind of like you know i don't know when you're when you're in it it's hard to it's hard to contextualize your experience and then i think kind of that meeting with the other which is very gemini conversational social and and the also the celebratory we've all been going through it. Let's just dance. Let's just have a good time. You know, either, either side of that to me, whether it's the connecting or the, the kind of fun, let's, you know, lose ourselves for the night kind of energy. Um, Either way feels like a nice antidote or just not even antidote. Mm -hmm. That's maybe too harsh, but like a change of pace. Mm -hmm. I think this last tour season too, whether it's what's happening for people personally or societally has been a lot of um, I think it's going to just keep being encouraged with the Gemini-ness because I've had like friends be like, can we just hang out at each other's houses and save money? <laughs> like, do you, do we need to make this something like, I just want to spend time getting to the root of what you want versus like, I don't really need to go out. I just want to like sit by your side or like do something with you or um or whether it's career stuff too, of like, actually, I need, just need to get paid this certain amount so then I can have more free time to do this. So I I think that there's, um, especially before we get into Venus retrograde coming up in July, which we'll start, you know, we'll get into some of the datelines because we'll have datelines. Is that where dateline mm-hmm. got its name from? I was just watching dateline. I was like, where is this? What is a dateline? Anyways, we'll have Leo and Venus eventually during Gemini season. Um, that was a Gemini tangent there, but yeah, I think that there's definitely some good reflection in Gemini energy. Mm-hmm. Isn't Dateline a show that examines a specific topic over time? Like oh. the order this murder happened timeline kind of thing. I don't know. I watched the the Nicholas Rossi one recently about the guy who 
is pretending to be British or Scottish. Um, who's like a big assaulter. True. He's Avoid very assault charges <laughs> in the States. I wish his charges weren't just so heinous because the it's very funny, like what he, what he is doing. But um, yeah, that feels also very like the Gemini clown, just like mm-hmm. ridiculousness. But I don't know. I think that makes sense if that's. They like have the dates yeah. on mm-hmm. like a timeline of some sort or like mm-hmm. the, I don't know, the background and the this. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm. That makes sense. That's as good a. Who knows? Good of assessment as any. Um, we, Dateline, let us know uh, yeah, in the comments. If, <laughs> yeah. If you know, if you know why, tell us. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned, Sun moves into Gemini on the 21st of May at 12.09 p.m. Um, a.m., I'm sorry. Um, right before that, before the Sun moves in, Mars will have moved into Leo on the 20th of um, May as well and had have that opposition to Pluto right away, which is not, you know, technically part of this Gemini season, but I feel like bears um, noting. As the Sun moves into Gemini, we're going to have that trine to Pluto, um, as we've also talked about in previous season episodes where everything is kind of going to aspect Pluto as soon as it moves um, because Pluto is at that zero degrees of Aquarius, at least for a tad bit longer. Um, we're also going to get a sun sextile to Mars in Leo at that zero degree, too. So I feel like that zero degree Gemini is getting a lot of a lot. We're starting off with not necessarily a bang, but definitely a, a sparkle of a feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have that Mars square to Jupiter uh the next day what else do we have i like this oh sorry go ahead i think one of the interesting things about leo and aquarius being uh aspects for gemini during this time is this kind of i think one of the things people really don't like about being in public and socializing is there is like a social hierarchy and also an appropriate way to behave um and i'm not talking about like cotillion like i'm not that stuffy but there it does just feel like there are certain things that you have to do like if you're at someone's birthday you should probably wish them happy birthday and those kind of things um but Mm -hmm. i think that puts a lot of pressure on people and uh to have to you know say hi to so and so and so or or especially with work gatherings and stuff where it's like well this is because my manager's here i can't do this or whatever Mm -hmm. um and i think that hierarchy and those things like are very natural to leo and aquarius um or at least understanding how they work whether or not like i feel like aquarius doesn't necessarily like want hierarchy but they still understand the rules of it so um i'm interested to see those those three signs kind of playing together I know that this happens with all signs too, but there is something to me about this, like um, the opposition between Pluto and Mars, which I feel like are very intense and like intense energies, Pluto and Mars energy and how Gemini both is, is like in harmonious aspect to both of them and thinking about Gemini too, as like, not being two-faced, but being able to see see both sides and being able to kind of shift and and communicate with both of these things and how you can, how that is both good and bad, like in your example too, where it's like someone who can thrive in that 
hierarchical situation, but also feels the pressure of not being able to do exactly what they want or, or feeling someone seeing you in an, in a, in an environment that they don't normally see you in and being like, Oh, I don't like that. You, I don't like that. You say hi to someone at their birthday day because you just have to, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing yeah. that like, um, when you see how adept someone as is at those kinds of things or being able to understand all of that, how that is both like empowering and understandable, but also sometimes can, I don't know, be frustrating to people or be frustrating that that's how the reality is, that that's how it has to be or whatever. Something mm -hmm. I've heard from a lot of um, people that have managed me, and this is not a compliment, um, <laughs> is that they don't appreciate when I see them somewhere and I introduce them to my friends as my boss um, I've heard this from more than one boss and mm -hmm. I think it's because I have a very, I'm not like a stuffy professional in my job. That's not something that has to be done. Um, and so I think they, they feel a closeness to me that isn't, I, I don't clearly don't reciprocate. And, mm. um, so that is, that is something I've heard like more than once where it's like, could you tell people I'm your colleague or friend? And it's like, no. Yeah, I have Mars and Aquarius. I'm not going to lie that you're my friend. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. So I think those kind of things are are fun and interesting and in, in in this social time to see things like that play out. And that has affected me negatively at work more than once. Um, well, that should it? No, but it has. No, but that does make sense to have then thinking of this like Mars square Jupiter after of the like not being able to overinflate your idea of who you maybe were to someone or how how you fall in that order or who or how someone literally because that also is like I would go, you know, by Libra rising ass is like, but that doesn't mean you're not also a friend, but you are literally their boss. That is still like literally the truth. Um, and to I think me, that that's another like to Gemini. Me it's like, I don't want my friend to say something to you that they yeah, wouldn't say to my boss. I feel of like course. I'm doing my work, you know, but that's yeah. that way. No. But I also think that those things can like that's talking about personal relationships where mm -hmm. I think these things are going to be playing out in larger mm -hmm. in larger scopes. So is it, you know, people getting misnamed in newspapers? Somebody's like saying Mr. instead of doctor and those kind of things. I, that was one of the most fun things to, for me to watch um, during some of the Trump stuff was like watching which journalists wouldn't say ex-president or former yeah. president or whatever. Those kind of things are very interesting to me. And so seeing, you know, how how those things play out socially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this um, the sun like giving on the 21st that sextile to Mars feels also like what's realistic and doable. And then that square from Jupiter is that like a check-in if it's like, well, but I have this big, I have this idea to do this or this is where, how I want to do it. It's like, I feel like it's a quick one, two ego check sort of punch of like, I don't know. It's like, it feels very, just like, just start, just do it already. <laughs> like, just like, just mm -hmm. get it, just get it going. And the bigger stuff will come, but it's maybe like, it's baby steps, baby steps. It is whatever it is that you're, that you're building, but relatively like, I don't know, normal air quotes, like relatively like soft entry week overall, I think for first week of Gemini, we have a nice Venus in cancer sextile to Uranus on the 26th, um, which also feels at that end of that first week, pretty, 
I don't know, just like a nice, um, you know, it's Friday. It feels like this could be a time of, you know, getting, doing something that's maybe romantic or doing something that's a little different or like inviting in maybe some sort of new opportunity to with Venus. Um, and then also, yeah, I just, I just like the Venus encouragement from Uranus as something that it just feels like something maybe that's like necessary to, to update to. Mm-hmm. It's wardrobe stuff. Maybe it's like clean out the closet. I don't know. <laughs> like maybe it just feels like that refresher on how you like want to invest in whatever it is you're investing in. I think this might be skipping too far ahead, but when Venus enters Leo on the 5th of June, I know there's other stuff to cover before that. Um, those like Venus will be uh, in the opposite sign of where Uranus is ruling it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like not mutual reception. It's like the opposite thing. And I think that's kind of interesting too, where Venus is like across the way from uh, Uranus and Taurus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's far away. And and it's, and we'll, it's, it's a skip that we'll come back to too. But I think Venus and Leo on the fifth too is, is the beginning of before we get into Venus retrograde in that sign as well. So I think these build up time before we have Leo move into Venus feels, um, I don't know, not like a last call, but I, I do think it's like some dates to watch before we get into some very funky Venus territory come, come in, in the coming months. So might be, might be a time. This might be a time window we look back on like, ah, oh, those days before <laughs> the days between, uh, before Venus really goes on a, a different a different ride. Well, it feels like it's not even so much going to be a different ride, but I think this is the same feeling that I have kind of that we just talked about in our Taurus new moon, um, where this like there's this sextile to Venus kind of shaking up some Venus. And then we're going to have Venus trying to Neptune um, shortly after that on the 2nd of June. And I feel like that is this like, I don't know, Venus clarification, Venus kind of like, I don't know, updates updates on this thing and then being in leo for so long is like a then it's like the solidification of those things even though it's not in the same sign i'll move into a different part of our chart but that kind of like what is it like again when you when you start a habit now what is it like to live with that habit for a long time or whatever it is once you've declared a value what does that then when when does that value come up and work in really ways and what did you not know you were going to have to what encounters are you having now that you've stated this value you know I think this is a simple example but like you're vegan now or whatever and you didn't realize that like oh at fourth of July I can't I have to bring my own things and how does that make people feel when you bring your own food and ask them to grill something for you or whatever it is like the Mm -hmm. I don't know I feel like that Venus and Cancer try Neptune on June 2nd feels like for anyone listening that like has that person they need to break up with. That feels like the last full day you just like have sex, go to the beach, do like I, I don't it feels like a movie where it's like this is our send off <laughs> before I I need to move on and do more Venus and Leo things and things that are more for me. There's something about I don't know that it just feels so fancy. I think I went to like the Laguna Beach tide pools during a Venus and Cancer trying Neptune day like two years ago. Just I uh, didn't have a breakup, but it just felt like I've, it felt like it could have been one of those days where it's like you share an ice cream, you watch the sunset and you're like, I don't know, it's like going off to college or something like. And now like that was that was beautiful and romantic, but 
cue the next day, full moon in Sagittarius. I sort of need to like go go do something that's uh, allows me to feel like I can be my biggest, fullest, freest self. Mm-hmm. So for anyone we, that's like, fuck, I've been meaning to schedule that all day romp with the person I've been meaning to break up with. That is your that is your sign. June 2nd. It could be a nice day. I think the Venus and Leo is going to be a little tricky, too. So I think that there is like self-care that needs to happen with with the end of Venus and Cancer and the beginning of Venus and Leo before we have the retrograde. And we hear all of these things about body image and you know, don't mm-hmm. get your, don't change your hair and don't, you know, all those things that come out. Um, and I think like is interesting to see how we value ourselves in those ways um, before we have the retrograde, you know? And so if journaling is something that you're interested in doing, I think this is a good time to talk about, like write down about the way, what you think about the way, you know, you dress or your hair or whatever um so that when those things come up later you have something to look back on and say oh that actually sounds like i was pretty into my eyebrows in beginning of mm-hmm. june mm-hmm. i, like I want to shave them off <laughs> <laughs> i like that we have a mercury conjunct uranus as well um that happens in the fourth right after that and i think that that is that like um Again, we're getting some kind of, I don't know if they're necessarily positive aspects, but we are getting some different Uranus aspects than we've been having um, the past few years. We've had that, you know, Saturn Uranus square, which was a big signature of 2021 and um, definitely having, uh, you know, the Pluto square or not Pluto square yet. But um, I like this, like following that sextile to Uranus having the Mercury conjunct Uranus of being like, no, this is the, and I like that of like the, after this <laughs> Venus trying Neptune of like, no, I'm serious. This time we are making a change. We're speaking it into existence. We're saying, we're saying that this is different this time. And then kind of sticking with it again, that Venus into Leo happens on June 5th. Um, it Venus moves into Leo and it will be in the sign of Leo until October 8th. Um, we obviously will talk about this later on as well, but we will have that Venus retrograde from July 22nd through September 3rd. So Venus is going to be in this sign for a while. So I think that this direct portion until the 22nd of of July is definitely energy to watch. I really like that idea of journaling and kind of keeping track of who who you know yourself to be, who you want to be in terms of self-image and how you intend to to care for yourself in that way, because I do see... I agree that that is something that might be difficult come later in that in that Venus um, transit, but also is something like just good to know. I don't know, good, good information to have and to kind of declare and to do these things. And I think when we're especially in Gemini season, when we are maybe a little more curious and conversational, this might be a good time to be like, I don't know, not necessarily getting getting feedback, but noticing noticing if people comment on a certain thing and how that makes you feel or what, what is the interactions that you're having? Are you connecting with people better or differently when you are feeling a certain way about yourself and kind of tracking those things and how we can, um, um, I don't know, le- leverage that. Mm-hmm. And it's not miss, the time. Oh. Miss hear me as to say that you should write all the things you hate and read them later or something like that. It, I'm not talking yes. about like, writing that uh breakup letter then never sending it and then reading it over every day until mm-hmm. you drive yourself insane 
No, but I like I like this as committing to like a a self-love practice too because I think that part of that is also knowing that you need to do that even when you aren't necessarily feeling the best about yourself or those things and having something to kind of refer back to or know what your intention is around those is really powerful, I think. And we have that just like all all ingresses. We're going to have that opposition to Pluto right away as soon as Venus moves into Leo. Um, and I think that kind of, again, like reiterating that energy from the beginning of the season, we're seeing that kind of like the mid, we have that check-in of like, what are we what are we transforming? Where are we having that kind of like, not power struggle, but it does feel very power struggle of this, of like, what do we, what is keep, not keeping us, I don't know how to, I don't know how to explain this. I'm doing like hand motions with it, but that like, what, what do we need to kind of transform in order to get to where we want to be around that? What's keeping us from feeling as, as beautiful and, and loving towards ourself? Um, as possible and not necessarily just ourselves but I think those things thinking of like what systems are in place what is is the world set up for me to love myself to care about myself to feel the way that I want to feel or and and what what does that then what questions does that then bring up what does that send us on because after that we have this mercury sextile to Neptune which I think is another time to kind of be I don't know thinking dreaming considering seeing where we're at and I think thinking too in the heels of our our Taurus new moon, moon, that Mercury sextile, which if you aren't a patron, join us on over on Patreon. We do uh, bonus episodes on the new and full moon every month, patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. Um, but we talked about how the new moon really spans the full degree, uh, 30 degrees of Taurus, really. And I think having this Mercury sextile Neptune, thinking of that on the heels of that Taurus new moon, where where are our thoughts on those things? Again, Venus like Venus energy, value energy, what are we able to imagine for ourselves if we are able to make these kinds of transformations and changes too? I know that's kind of heady and a lot, but I hope you were able to follow along with me on that. <laughs> I think it's all good to bring up before we get into Venus retrograde too, because it's probably going to be things that come up. And I think, uh, I don't know, like I was just looking up, I was trying to take like a weekend trip with some friends and the places where you used to be able to hike into hot springs now are a place you can rent them for Instagram photo shoots for $200 an hour. And it's just like, that ain't what I want. And like, that's not like the things I, I want to give my money to or spend time on. And I don't know. I think that there is something of what it is we want to be that represents us. Like our dollars do represent us, how we spend, like what we want to share. And I think the aesthetics things like you know, the reason even we hear like, don't cut your hair or whatever during Venus retrograde is because it might look fine. You just might not feel like it looks fine. So um, it's not the time to buy a 19 times magnification mirror. I don't know if any time is the time to buy a 19 times magnification mirror because um, that's a real, it's a real hell one can get, one can deep dive I, into. I also that think it's like, don't get a random piercing. Your hair is going to mm -hmm. grow back. And like, I'm yeah. not saying don't get a piercing because piercings also heal up and stuff. But like, think about it a day is all we're saying. It's not like, mm -hmm. and you know, for the retrograde, if you can, and if it's something you've been wanting for a long time and, and this is the only time you can get it or whatever, like mm -hmm. do your experiment. You know, I, I'm, I'm not going to advise you to do it, but if you can wait, wait, but mm -hmm. some other things have to, Things have to ha also happen during this time, maintenance things and all of those kind of things. And I think with 
Mercury and Neptune, one of the things that I think we should be wary of is are the numbers actually the the telling you the story? And so yeah. there's like a sexual assault and ice cream consumption uh, correlation that is a very common correlation, not causation argument, because what the actual factor is for both things is heat it's hot weather more people are out and so those types of crimes tend to occur because there are groups and things happening because people are out summertime summer break those kind of things and it's hot so people eat ice cream but the two things together on while they may look it on a graph are not necessarily related to each other i guess they are through heat um but that's like a a very common like you know did you know type of thing and so i think if we're getting facts and figures about maybe like what stevie's saying about the way our money is spent and about like uh especially i think the job market is one right now where we're like counting uber drivers as employed but we're not giving them the labor standards we give employees everywhere so those type of things is like are we interpreting things from the data that aren't necessarily there and maybe you know the data is giving us actual data ice cream and sexual assault but we're not we're like reading something into it that isn't there if that makes sense do you know mm-hmm. what both of these things made me think of and this is also obviously in the context of the upcoming venus retrograde and but also this venus opposite pluto and this mercury sextile neptune all of these things of thinking of like of what's the standard that we're like trying to set what are we holding ourselves to and what are we holding everyone else to also, and I think that makes me think of that Instagram photo shoot, too, where it's like, if you feel like all of your vacations have to look like the most glamorous thing on Earth because you have to post it for everyone, that means everyone now has to spend more, do more, be more. Is How are we increasing everyone's feeling of not enough this, where it's like, what am I doing? What am I doing that feels not enough because I feel not enough? And how is that perpetuating that for everyone? And how if we maybe scale that down in a way that makes us feel quote unquote less than for a moment that's actually making it for everyone and that same makes me think of that in terms of like workers conditions too of that like oh I'm hustling heart hustle culture all of these things of it being like it should be how how much is enough and what if we all are operating from enough Mm -hmm. yeah well then now now the songwriters guild is starting to look at some payment things due to all the strikes that have been going on i mean it's all it's all gone trickle down i mm-hmm. think too um that reference you made lisa feels very especially in the summer i feel like because it can be slower news time is like check the dates of when the articles are posted mm-hmm. as well like that mm-hmm. thing that just happened probably happened in 2018 so oh, like did you see the um there was one this weekend that was like an immigration thing that was an oh, old right. video yes. attached to a new tweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those kind of things where it's mm-hmm. like you even you check the date and it's like not user error. It's designed to like make you see it mm-hmm. wrong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it is investigating things and like using sources that, you know, like you trust. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I just saw like a sorry. I just saw this like cute vid of this kid who starts his morning with slow, quiet mornings. And his mom's also happens to be a children's book author. I'm sure that was a really naturally organic 
wow viral moment that just so happened to count on camera like it's just like god like can we bring back the word chuggy i just all so chuggy it's like duh of course like this is so obvious i don't it feels very appropriate for gemini time of like oh was this perfectly curated thing maybe not 100 percent authentic (laughs) yeah yeah Yes. Well, I think we can bring back Chugi because on the 11th of June, Pluto oh, retrogrades big, back day. into Capricorn. Huge day. And that feels very Chugi to me. Um, not necessarily, <laughs> but it, it is, like, wow, it bomb is city on that transit. Yeah, that's no a interest. Come on, we just busy day. Finished it. And we're not yeah. done. It's gonna we're, come yeah, back again. Not done. But I do think there's that too. And I think that there is a little bit of like, come, yes, it's that. That is like what it made me, made me also viscerally do of like, come on this again. Like, let's, let's move forward. Before we do that though, Mercury moves into Gemini and we'll um, try and Pluto before it's back into at like, as it ingresses in, it is maybe technically out of sign, but it's happening. Um, and we will also have a Venus square to Jupiter that day. Um, is that the second one? No. Um, we had the Mars square too but again this reiterating i think again of having that same thing when we have that um like mercury trying pluto of the idea of of growth maybe over promising or maybe maybe like we're talking about too of it being convenient how convenient would it be to scapegoat this group or this problem with this or say it is this or just give lip service whatever but having i think that square to jupiter and those fixed signs to me is like no we're not no, we're not. <laughs> or like, here's the reality of it. Yes, it would be great if we could do that. But this is the, these are the numbers. This is what would happen if that ha- happens, you know, so on and so forth. But I think mm-hmm. a little bit of a, of a holding our horses with that square, mm-hmm. um, hopefully. Big, I mean, big day. I would say June, I feel like I know retrogrades of outer planets usually aren't like, they happen all the time, but retrograding back into the sign the, the the ingressing of it all i think is very noteworthy especially of themes from pluto and capricorn and end times sorry to call it end mm-hmm. times but you know what i mean those final <laughs> those final months we've had of pluto cap like it just does feel like we're really not done with these chapters and then having mercury moving to gemini that day and it's home sign yeah i don't know i i could see that being and there's all this like other stuff popping off on that day it just feels like this could be a day that we get a lot of action maybe it's just people's personal lives feeling like what's going on or maybe some news i don't know there feels like some it feels like everyone should not like note june 11th and avoid the day but don't be surprised maybe if june 11th is a bit of a spicy day maybe plus or minus the day before and after it feels like it could be a newsworthy day in that Mercury into Gemini, too, of it being, you know, just a lot of opinions, a lot of talking about a thing, a lot of thinking, pe- think pieces. More banks know, failing. Whatever. Yeah. Know, yeah. Whatever. Probably whatever that comes in. What does that what does that then lead thinking about covering both sides of something? All of these kinds of that's at least that's what it conjures for me. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, and then we have then our kind of final our Q, our Q4 of Gemini season. We have a Mercury square <laughs> to Saturn on the 15th. Um, did I, when does, did I miss when it stations retrograde? No, it's right after it's that. The um, it's the 17th. Yeah, yeah, it was like mm-hmm. right after that. Um, the 15th Mercury square to Saturn. We have a new moon in Gemini on the 17th. Um, another late in the season new moon. Um, and it might be the 18th, depending on where you are. Yes. Um, which will 
be the same day that Saturn stations retrograde. Again, not a huge deal in terms of it um, being a, a social planet that is largely retrograde at least, you know, half the year. So it's certainly not as newsworthy as, say, a Mer- Mercury retrograde or a Venus retrograde, which we will be talking about a lot this year. Um, but still, still notable, I think, in the context of the Pluto going back into Capricorn and just the kind of Saturn, Saturnness of it all all of it being slow moving and and you know we got to seven degrees and now we're going to kind of move back over and go over those things too i feel like saturn is about you know triple checking your work making sure that this is really uh that the lesson has been really (laughs) hammered home too um and so i mean it's there we will not get it will not change signs it will be decidedly in pisces for for the entirety of of the transit but um, I mean, notable if you have anything between, you know, zero and seven that we're it's headed headed back over those parts of your chart. I think mm. for Saturn retrograde, too, I mean, that's something that's new is Saturn and Pisces that we've kind of been analyzing a little bit more. So I think this is a really good time, again, if you're journaling to, you know, see if we are revisiting those same themes because it's fresh on the mind, right? It's harder when, you know, Saturn goes retrograde at 27 degrees and it's been there for three years and you kind of forgot what happened three years ago, but this kind of just happened. So if it's something that's on your mind, like this is a good time to analyze that and see, oh, okay, these are the themes that are coming up again so that you have the upper hand for the rest of the three years of Saturn's year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great point. I think when Saturn goes retrograde too, since we do get typically like six months of it direct, six months of it retrograde, it could even be like different working processes. Maybe it could sometimes can evoke a little bit of a breakthrough or maybe like a different type of thinking, especially since it's been in Pisces, which is already kind of weird. <laughs> like it might just mm-hmm. be like turning the painting upside down and be like, oh, actually, like I kind of like it that way. So um, could be an invite to maybe even play with different modalities of your thinking of it like art, you know, Mm -hmm. um, changing it from watercolors Mm -hmm. to acrylics or something, you know, maybe that's the day that, uh, the songwriters killed like despair or it's like, um, actually we're into getting paid weird. Or it's Uh. like the, the writer's guild gets a, a little part of what they're asking for and has, we have to go back over and re, you know, we're renegotiating, renegotiate or, or recontracting or drafting. No, we actually need this and those kind of back and forths. That's, I was mm-hmm. just going to say that what it makes me think of those, those increments is like the, you know, you work, you work on a draft, you turn it in and now you're getting notes and you're going back in and doing the next draft of a thing. And then it will still need to get no It's not the final thing necessarily, but having those notes and changes and how that ad- adjusts. But mm-hmm. I love this. I mean, dr- I think if there's anything, this is a big journal. This is a big journal month, I think. Um, mm-hmm. if, we've, if we've gotten your diary. Other, yes. I love, I love that. Um, on the 18th, we have a sun square to Neptune. Um, also noting in that it is in the new moon chart, but it will be exact on the 18th um, at 27 degrees and 39 minutes. We're also getting a little bit of a move from Neptune too. I feel like Neptune was at that like 25 degrees for ages and we are cooking a little bit. It's still slow moving, but but moving forward. And then finally, we have a Jupiter sextile to Saturn on the 19th. Um, Saturn will have stationed retrograde, but I think that that is a nice... You know, I I don't know that, but that to me bodes well for something. It also could be, you know, blown out of proportion or or something too with Jupiter involved. But the sextile feels like, I don't know. I like that. That's mm-hmm. a nice end to me of the season. Soft, a soft encouragement. Yeah. Also, 
like the last day of, I don't know if we've, we've skipped anything, but we also have Ceres enter Libra on the last day of Gemini season, which Ceres is our very, the it's like the nature goddess um, asteroid. It isn't even an asteroid. I can't remember right now, but it's, yes. I think that's very, that just feels very sweet, like a sweet, soft ushering. And um, once we then move into cancer season, mm-hmm. the sun leaves Gemini on the 21st at 7.58 a.m. when it moves into cancer. And that is our Gemini season. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, less, less, uh, less um, gossip magazine worthy than Taurus season for sure. But I think we're all maybe wanting that. And yeah, it feels very encouraging. And um yeah, I would say like the biggest, I would say like the biggest thing I have my eyes on is the date we mentioned with June 11th with that Pluto retrograde day just feels like that feels like bigger societal, like you said, newsworthy sort of day, perhaps. Um, but otherwise, it just feels like a nice little, nice little rebound after having maybe our our head spin. Not that Gemini is chill. God, we know we all know Gemini is in our lives. They're they're ruled by the nervous system, they're air, they're mutable, they're moving around, but um, I think too, you know, this might be instead of talking it out at everyone that could be going internally in journal time. Mm-hmm. I think I it's think a- go ahead. It'll be busy and there will be news regardless. I don't know Always. that it'll be like the it might be a little bit more like I don't know, this is my wish, like lighthearted and fun news and stuff, and maybe we'll get a little bit more uh I know we'll get great memes and humor stuff and Gemini is so great with that and I think this might be a little bit lighter of a time and people being really succinct with their takes and those kind of things Mm -hmm. I like that I like that I was just gonna say again that I think on this journaling and these this information and the processing to me feels like well suited for this season where it isn't necessarily getting things done because we have those retrogrades we have these kind of this is the introduction to this you know, the beginning of of Leo Venus, Pluto moving back into Capricorn, Saturn stationing retrograde. I, it doesn't feel like we are, you know, leaping and bounding forward, but it does feel like a time where we can maybe have some space and some perspective and some conversation and more information that we can use to kind of, I don't know, process what we're going through, process where we hope to go, process what it is that we're we're feeling and maybe have some have some interesting breakthroughs, have some new kinds of changes of of heart and mind um that can take us into thing if and then very if if not interesting conversations and hear where other people are at too i think that's something that like maybe we haven't had as much because there's been such heavy astrology up to this point and it's been dealing with things in kind of more crisis mode and i think that having a little bit more fun even those like fun news things i think it's like seeing what who's liking these things who's are who's who's making them who has the good fun takes um i think is is interesting and helpful so i'm yeah i mean society's pretty bad right now so but we're all in it together i think that's the gemini-ness it's like we're all experiencing huge shifting times and we still need to laugh express make art um commune together so there is I don't know. That gives me some peace being like, oh, we're all in this. We're all in this shitty. We're on this shit bus, huh? It's like, okay. So, yeah, I think finding finding your people and and um, and speaking, speaking on it, but not 
I don't know, not in the the last tour season anyway, where it's just been like feeling. I don't. There's something that's always lighthearted about Gemini because it keeps going. We all see like Gemini knows that it's like that's things aren't I finite. Think, I think also like naming the naming what is happening in the moment is a very like mutable thing and saying what the moment calls or whether that be the joke that kind of cuts the tension, but also mm-hmm. is saying this person is saying this thing or this is this or whatever. I don't there's something that's like I mean, I think that feels to me at least more in the present that feels a little bit more curious exciting things could go either way kind of thing uh, um that i don't know is it yeah i'm i'm maybe i am looking forward to gemini energy i've ch- i've turned a corner as we get to yeah. the end it'll be great hell I'm yeah down. well enjoy gemini season let's go let's go and if anyone's being dumb it's just gemini season it's all good be dumb yeah. too yeah we love you thank you so much for listening we'll see you next week bye bye Bye. thanks for listening to what's your sign please subscribe rate and review on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts if you love this podcast please support us check us out on patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast the link to support us is in the show notes follow us on instagram at what's your sign podcast on twitter at what's yr sign underscore pod and TikTok at what's your sign podcast. For business opportunities, advertising, or commission readings, email us what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. WIS is produced by Julia Logan, Stevie Anderson, and Lisa Chenu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.